Uh, it's the Rams house powered by guys in shorts. Whose house? Rams house. Oh, come on. Seriously. Uh, it's not that bad. In in week four, what? What week is it? 15. We lost to the worst team on the planet, the Philadelphia Eagles. In week yes. 16, we uh, take on the Arizona Cardinals in what should be a win. Also, uh, I uh, play in our fantasy football toilet bowl. This week, we'll be discussing <laughs> all of it, along with our life choices and how difficult it is to just go on living. I'm Jeff Wilson. That's Darren Besa. Darren. Yes. Give me yes. something good to live for. <laughs> <laughs> I you... hate losing to the Eagles. They are the worst. The worst. You know what? We we've experienced Eagles fans what last season yes. at the Coliseum and Ugh. losing against the Eagles, but more so their fan base. Yes. Their fan base. I mean, I don't hate many fan bases out there in the NFL. And I could you know, I don't have a problem with Charger fans or Chiefs fans or even Raiders fans. But for some reason, the fan base that really gets under my skin are the Eagles fan base. Yeah, uh, agree 100%. I can't – it's funny because I'm thinking, what what team do you hate losing to the most in all of sports? The only, the only thing I could think of worse than Philly – is uh, the Red Sox in baseball? Yes, I would. I would have went to Boston. They're now, my. Yes. They're my least favorite of all fan bases. <laughs> oh God, I hate them. Shout out to Dan Gomez. Uh, <laughs> but but Philly Eagles fans. I I gosh dang it. I I think I put them right behind them. I yes. I can't stand losing to Philly. Oh, it's the worst. And uh, by the way, how do you spell Eagles again? Oh, I ask any Eagles fan. <laughs> They'll be prouder than punch to tell you. Yeah, because we we endured that last season when we when we lost against the Eagles in the Coliseum. And if you even think back to uh, three months ago during your bachelor party, we're inside a bar, we're watching the New Orleans game, and across the street there's a handful of Eagles fans on the balcony, and they're also doing their their chant and being annoying. When at that time, they weren't even playing the Saints at that time. No matter where you go, they, they seem to find a place to really get under your skin. Uh, yes, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> they are the worst. They are the worst. Oh, well, I suppose we need to talk about that game and, uh, and what went down. It was an unfortunate loss. Uh, we were in it right there until the end. And yes. um, why don't you take it? Well, you know what? Looking at this weekend, um, honestly, Jeff, in my mind, it was a complete clusterfuck of a game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> this was supposed to be the game where the Rams would win by two touchdowns. But yet, we lost. What the hell happened? I mean, this is this is a team that is that is led by former... Rams quarterback Nick Foles, Carson Wentz, is out of the game. And the first time in the McVay area that this team has experienced back-to-pack losses. I mean, before the bye, wasn't this team supposed to be that 15-1 and team? Yes. Or what 
What happened? We're what eleven and three right now. I this I, is not supposed to happen right yeah, now. This is not supposed to happen. And you know what? Everybody's pointing at the Chicago game, but you know we can we can go back in that game in Detroit. They did not look themselves even that far back. Now they pulled that one off, but um, this something is going on with this team. The rainbows and butterflies in me wants to say that this is McVay, you know, not revealing the playbook like, you know, we discussed earlier in the season, but I don't think that's it. This is, there, there's more to it than that because, well, let's talk about, shall we talk about Jared Goff or do you want to talk about more before we get there? Well, well, we should probably, I should probably say that you sound a bit worried. I mean, I am worried. Are you, are you worried at this point? <laughs> I'm I'm very worried. I uh, now these next two games we should win. If we lose one of these next two, then then that that's that's time to push the panic button. I'm not pushing the panic button yet, but I'll tell you what, my hand is is hovering in the vicinity. I wouldn't say it's hovering over it, but it's it's like it's like you're you're kind of resting it, just just ready to push that panic button. Uh, the, okay. The, the next two games against Arizona and San Francisco, these should be wins, even though they're divisional games. These are games we need to win because if we lose these two, correct me if I'm wrong, and Chicago wins out, couldn't we lose home field advantage, lose the bye? Like we would play wild card weekend and lose home field exactly. advantage? Yeah, yeah. This These last two games were, were the games where we go into that last game and we're supposed to be sitting our starters now we are unfortunately in a position where we're going to have to play them. And you kind of start to wonder uh, about health-wise as we go into the playoffs. I mean, yes, we've already clinched, but we don't want to be put in a in a very tight spot where we have to go ahead and deal with Chicago again. I mean, that, that yeah. gets it. That makes me a little bit nervous. So on a scale of 1 to 10, Jeff, where are you at? 10 being the worst one being you're not so you're not so worried at this point in time. Ooh, good question. I well, I mean for the whole season I've been a zero uh thinking this is the second coming of Bill Belichick and the Patriots, which is, you know, my rainbows and butterflies outlook on things. So I would say now never I'm change. Elevated to a 6, 5 and a half, 6. Oh. I'm just above okay. just above five. I'm concerned. I'm concerned with even yeah. if uh, McVeigh has kind of, you know, is, you know, his play calling hasn't been as great. Now, maybe that's intentional. Maybe it's not. But there's no excuse for the offensive line play that we're getting. And and in the beginning of the season, we had that we were very hesitant to crown Jared Goff the real deal because of how great the offensive line was. We all said, put any quarterback behind that offensive line and they're going to do decent. Then we saw some incredible things out of Goff and, and we started to think, okay, maybe this guy really is our franchise quarterback for the next 10 years or, or whatever. And uh, But now that the offensive line has been struggling and Goff's having to make these decisions under pressure, he is... He is not looking a shell of what we saw when when he had time something rattled him 
I don't know if it was yes. in Chicago or if it was before that, but he does not look like the quarterback that he started the season off as. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would exactly agree with that. If you were to ask me, and, and I'm going back to how I feel about this team this season, especially against these uh, these this these last two losses that we've had. On a scale of 1 to 10, right now, I'm at about a 6. And let me tell you why. Mentally, you know what? I, I think the Rams can get over these two losses. But for the first time under the McVay area, this team, and not only the team, but the fans, were kind of experiencing something that we haven't experienced yet. And that is how vulnerable this team is. I mean, for the last two seasons, this team was the shit. I mean, they they had a great run last season. We've had a great run this season. And we're starting to see now our opponents breaking down the Rams. They're kind of chipping away at Wade Phillips's and Sean McVay's offense and defense. And they're they're finding these holes with with Jared Goff. And it gets me worried. I'm I'm not pushing the button yet. But if you look at these last two games and we go into the playoffs, I can say that for right now, we're gonna be out of the playoffs very quickly, just like last season, where we don't even get that one win. That's how panicked I am at this moment. Oh, God, that'd be the worst. <laughs> I don't want to go one and done. Can I add another uh, concern to to everything we've discussed? How about... Of course. We talked about the scheming and, and maybe teams have started to figure out McVeigh and Phillips. Um, how about the age of our offensive line? They're not the youngest yes. bunch. And uh, no. is there is there any concern that that you know this is the end of the season and they're just broken down? It's a long season, and uh, yes. and they the the juice left in the tank is 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 <laughs> deplenishing. <laughs> um, our, our offensive line is is aging, and I remember in the beginning of the season, and and you you hit the point. When you said that our offense really bought Jared Goff a lot of time. And recently, that hasn't been the case. They're they're letting um, defensive tackles get through. They're putting lots of pressure on Jared Goff. Jared Goff has minimal time to go through his checks. Therefore, what does he have to do? He needs to get rid of the ball as quickly as possible. And when you apply that much pressure on Jared Goff, and honestly any quarterback out there, they're not going to go ahead and hit their marks. They're not going to go ahead and get through those checks. And they're going to make horrible decisions. They're going to make horrible throws. Uh, did you see that play against uh, the Eagles just last week where, you know, he dropped back, he dropped that ball, and instead of just jumping on the ball and staying down, he picks it up and oh, throws it? Yes. I mean, he, he looked like Gumby. Yeah. He looked like drunk Gumby trying to throw that ball. <laughs> drunk Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't look good. Yeah. Our, our line right now, they're, they're not creating lanes for Jared Goff. And 
I, I, I quite don't know what has changed. Maybe they have been banged up a little bit. I know uh, Safford has been kind of banged up every now and then. He's kind of been in and out of the game. Sullivan also. But this is the point in time where, you know, we're heading down the final stretch for these last two games. We're going to go into the playoffs and we need the health of our offensive line. And they really need to go ahead and step it up right now. Absolutely. No, that that is that is key. These next two games that we thought were going to be uh, no brainers, nothing where we could rest players. These these are not only important from a uh, a seeding standpoint, but also a momentum standpoint. We these are must. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to overreact and say must win games because technically they're not, but. There must win games. We need to win these games. We need to dominate these games. And we need to start seeing some of the spark that we saw at the beginning of the season out of this team. Um, yes. And, it, and, it's, and it's not just the line. Uh, you look back to our defense. I think uh, Kong Su, I mean, we give him a $14 million contract this season. And offenses, when they see him on the line and they see Aaron Donald on the line— they're not looking at Sue. They're paying attention to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is a guy on defense that consistently, over and over, is getting double teamed. It's Donald right now who has 16 and a half sacks versus Sue, who only has uh, three and a half sacks or so. Um, he needs to go ahead and step it up. I mean, yeah. And, and it's not just Sue. If you look at uh, the other pieces on defense, you look at our secondary, Marcus Peters. We've all talked about how Marcus Peters was in a little bit of a rough, a rough patch about four weeks ago. Um, Sunday, honestly, was another rough patch for Marcus Peters and and not just Marcus Peters, but also for Akeem Tlaib and some of our other, other corners. When Alshon Jeffrey goes for 160 yards on our, on our secondary, yeah. that's... That's a little bit of a concern. So, um, you know, it, we've had a great run on offense. Um, our defense needs to go ahead and step it up a little bit. But at the same time, now we're going back to our offense. And right now, the key, I think the key for this offense is Jared Goff. When Jared Goff is good, he's good. And right now, Jared Goff, it's a mental game. We took away Jared Goff's security blanket, and that was Cooper Cup. I mean, when Goff has a time, he'll go through his checks. If Woods is occupied, uh, if if Cooks is also uh, um, has a has a defensive player on him, that go to guy used to be Cooper Cup, and now Cooper Cup is on injured reserve. That yeah. that becomes that becomes a problem for Goff that he needs to find that wide receiver that he can go ahead and, and count on. But uh, at the same time, uh, when you have your offensive line stepping on Goff consistently, or Goff maybe not having great footwork right now, um, you're going to get silly plays like he did uh, last week, where you know what um, he just doesn't cover the ball and he picks it up and throws it. Um, it looked embarrassing. Yeah. And uh, Goff really needs to go ahead and step it up. Come on, Goff. Well, uh, I don't want to play the blame game on uh, on why we lost that Philly game, because you know what? Good. I'm glad we lost. We got we got outplayed and uh, and we should have lost. I Whatever. Even though I hate the yes. Eagles and they're the worst 
in the world. But if we wanted to play the blame game, <clears throat> I think there's a few things we could point to. The girly injury, uh, which everything's looking like he's going to be back this week, right? Yes, yes. Uh, okay. McVeigh did speak uh, yesterday, and it sounds like, uh, although he did have a knee injury on Sunday, uh, word on the street is that he is good to go uh, this weekend. Okay, good. The other thing is, let's not forget, we were uh, one touchdown away from tying it up. This this was a close game right until the very last play of the game. And one other thing we could point to is that JoJo Nateson fumble. We saw, <laughs> I feel like this evened things out for the Green Bay game that technically, who knows what would have happened if Aaron Rodgers would have got the ball back if Ty Montgomery hadn't run the ball out. This was the, uh, I feel like the 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 football gods evening the playing field for that one because JoJo Nateson fumbles the ball. You know, if he doesn't do that, we had what? I think he fumbled that with 2.30 left on the clock, maybe. We have much more time to, to uh, you know, put something together and maybe tie it up and who knows in overtime. Um, but my question, actually, only because we're bringing that up, when he did that, I thought, you know what? JoJo Nathan is gone. He, there's There's no excuse for this. And... And surprisingly enough, a few days later, they cut Pharaoh Cooper. Yes. Uh, any any thoughts on that, Besa? Um, and then you can well, talk we, about who we uh, who we uh, brought on with Pharaoh uh, after Pharaoh Cooper. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That JoJo uh, Nathan uh, drop. Um, I mean, I really can't say what would have happened if he didn't drop it. You still need to factor in that. We still need to go ahead and travel uh, maybe 70 yards or so downfield. I think 60 yards or so downfield. Um, it would have been a more interesting scenario if he held on to it. But seeing as Goff really didn't have a good day that day, I don't necessarily think we could have really moved it. Well, we did it. Uh, we did once we finally got the ball back. What, like with two minutes less on the clock, you know, we, yeah. we drove down and... and the only reason, well, not the only reason we didn't score a touchdown. Who knows? We we might not have scored a touchdown, but the clock ran out before we we you know it was possible. Anyway, I, that's my rainbows and butterflies take. But you're right. It it we still would have needed to drive it down. But um, yes, honestly, um, I want to say that uh, uh, the Eagles uh, they played it very well. We had a lot of mental mistakes. I mean, you could maybe contribute to the fact that. Uh, Todd Gurley didn't go out of bounds to stop the clock. Um, there were a key, uh, some uh, key situations where uh, our tight end Higby had opportunities to go ahead and uh, score a touchdown on a perfect pass. Maybe he curled the wrong way. Out, he curled in instead of out. Yeah. A lot of mental mistakes. I don't know if they are the particular player positions that are making these mistakes, maybe it was just another off day by Jared Goff. Um, I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but uh, even if Nathan did get that ball, we would have had to go ahead and still travel downfield and convert. And that really puts us in a very sticky situation because we would have just tied the game. Um, I would have loved to have seen the results if he didn't drop it. But... Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, I'm going to say we would have won it if he didn't drop it. Dang you, Jojo oh. Nathan. And and uh 
and I'm assuming that we cut Pharaoh Cooper for contract reasons. I don't I don't know the his rookie deal's probably up at the end of the season. I mean, that's the only reason you'd you'd release him instead of Yeah. Nathan, well, right? The the release of Pharaoh Cooper was a kind of a shock to to the Rams organization and the fan base. I mean, here you go, JoJo dropping that would have could have been a a tying uh, touchdown, uh, and yet two days later we release uh, the 2017 Pro Bowler Pharaoh Cooper, which yeah. kind of scratch your head a little bit. But Pharaoh Cooper, uh, he was injured. Uh, for the majority of the season, I think he got injured after week one, really didn't return until week 10 or so. Jojo Nathan comes on board, and Jojo really steps it up. I understand he fumbled that play, but if you look at the other games that Jojo has had, he's had some pretty decent games as far as for uh, returning that ball and getting the Rams in some pretty good uh, field position. I don't care. No mistakes. No mistake. There's zero room for error. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah, no, that that's uh, that's fair. That's fair. But I wonder if maybe Pharaoh uh, Cooper's injury, there's something that uh, concerns the team that, that's lingering with that. Only you, time will tell, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Only time will tell, yes. Well, let's talk about we cut Pharaoh Cooper so that we could bring on C.J. Anderson. Running yes. back from, uh, let's see, he played on Denver. He's 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 bounced around a few teams. The Raiders picked him up a couple weeks ago, and we mocked Ben for it, and then released him. I think a day or two later. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even utilize uh, C.J. Anderson. Yeah. And yes, he was a, he was I think with Carolina for a little bit, and uh, most notably his time with uh, Denver. I mean, he was really a part of their Super Bowl uh, win with uh, Wade Phillips. So I'm, I'm sure Wade Phillips really uh, talked talked a big game to go ahead and bring in CJ Anderson. But uh, uh, you cut Farrell Cooper, you cut your roster down to 52. And I think we kind of mentioned this uh, via our text thread is that the second they released him, I kind of have the feeling that that something was happening. Sure. And I didn't necessarily know it was CJ Anderson, but yet hours later, after we start talking, lo and behold, uh, the Rams go ahead and sign uh, C.J. Anderson. But uh, he's he's going to really go ahead and compliment Todd Gurley. With Todd Gurley uh, going into these last two games, I don't know if I want to go ahead and necessarily utilize him as much. I mean, I would love, I would really love a healthy Todd Gurley going into the playoffs. Yes. I don't need a banged-up Todd Gurley. As we know, he had that knee injury uh, this weekend. Um, and C- for C.J. Anderson, you know, I, I really only need him to do three things. Number one, give Todd Gurley a breather every now and then. You know, you get into mm-hmm. those situations where Todd Gurley is kind of being used uh, five times in a row. Give him a little break. Throw in C.J. Anderson and hopefully he gets some decent yardage out of that. I'm not expecting CJ Anderson to go ahead and and do what Todd Gurley has been doing all season long. I expect CJ Anderson, however, to kind of do what Malcolm Brown has done for Todd Gurley. Pass protection. You know what? When when Todd Gurley is on the field, when Jared Goff goes ahead and uh decides to go ahead and throw it downfield, 
Gurley is great with his pass protection. I expect C.J. Anderson to do the same thing as well. And lastly, be that veteran. Be that veteran for our young running backs and our young wide receivers on this team, especially as we're heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I think I don't think that's too much to ask, Darren. Good. No, no. Good. Yeah, good stuff. All right, let's look ahead at Week 16 versus the Arizona Cardinals the terrible Arizona Cardinals who are the odds on favorite to have the number one pick in the 2019 draft. This should be a no brainer. I feel like Arizona (laughs) has nothing to win for. They should be trying to lose to keep that uh, number one pick. Um, (laughs) This should be a dominant, dominant win, right? Uh, Yes. And I, I would really, and I say really, I would really love to have another blowout. I mean, remember that 34-0 ass-whooping oh, yes. that the Rams laid out for Cardinals uh, earlier on this season? That's that's what I need. Yeah. I mean, especially uh, knowing that Todd Gurley is a little bit injured. I really need some of the players that I mentioned earlier uh, to really go ahead and step it up. I want to see kind of I want to see good production out of our cornerbacks. I want to see I want to see Jared Goff get back to the Jared Goff that we have seen for the most part of the season. I'm not I mean, I would love a 34 to 0 blowout, but realistically, um I I I realistically think the Rams are going to win. I don't necessarily think they're going to win 34 to 0, and if they do, hell Prove me wrong. Yes, yes. Uh, I'd, I'd like to add one more thing to that. Let's let's do a thirty-four to zero blowout, and let's make all of those touchdown passes to Brandon Cooks because I need ah. him to go off this week for my fantasy team. <laughs> Otherwise, so, I'm losing the Gallo Bowl. Oh god! <laughs> Worst. Worst. Well, to to make matters even worse, uh, we we talked about how Pharaoh Cooper was uh, cut from the team. Uh, do you know who picked him up? No, I don't. The Arizona Cardinals. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yes. oh I don't so, like that. I don't so, like him staying uh, in the division. Yeah, he can really unload a wealth of information for the Cardinals and uh, really expose the wide receivers. Oh, I don't like which, that at all. Which might not help your cause whatsoever because, uh, as you said, you're in the Gallo Bowl and it's just you and, was it Pedro who you're playing? Yeah. Yeah. Just you and him. And uh, I'm looking forward to well, not only the Rams game this weekend, but uh, your game. <laughs> oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Fantasy football, I hate you so much. I I don't think uh, I don't think Pharaoh's good. Arizona has nothing to win for. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be trying to win. They need to just uh, lose it, phone it in, let us dominate, embarrass them, and uh, and we'll call it a day. Ah, go Brandon I, I, I Cooks. Want some. I want there to be some adversity. I want them to fight a little bit. Eh, let's save that for week seventeen. Let's save that for week. No, 17. no. <laughs> Get get the Rams in playoff mode now. No, 100% you're right. 100% you're right. But uh, selfishly, I'd be okay with it was if it was pushed off until week 17 that they faced adversity. Anything else before we get out of here? 
Uh, nope. That uh, that's everything uh, from my end. All right. Yeah, me too. Good stuff. Yeah. Great stuff. Oh, let's get a win, Rams. This is the Rams House again, powered by guys in shorts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Rams House. Darren does a bang up job of uh, tweeting during the games, and you doing that again this week? Uh yes, I'll I'll Good. be tweeting every Good now man. and then. Good man, and uh, and of course tweeting out all whenever uh, breaking news happens and all that stuff. So be sure you're following us on Twitter for all your Rams news, and um, also check out the Guys in Shorts show. We're doing our best of in a countdown to 2019 this week. We have a uh, interview with an actual pro athlete up there that we did. Uh, Oh, a while back. That was uh, that was a ton of fun. I'm I'm not going to tell you who it is because I feel like you need to go check out the episode to uh, to find out. But it was a good one. Who could it be? Who could it be? Oh my gosh, he's a he's a local area treasure. Actually, a national treasure. He he uh, he helped the country as well as Los oh, Angeles. Oh wow! Yeah. So that's that's a big deal. That is a very big deal. Yeah. Uh. That's it. That is it. Also, uh, guys in shorts, there's some exciting stuff in the works. Um, I know we're doing our best of, but uh, starting in 2019, we've got a kind of a new revamped show coming your way. And uh, I'm excited about it. You excited, Darren? I'm very excited. I, yeah. I kind of want to hear you guys' take on whether or not uh, men should wear leather pants or not. I mean, <laughs> our, our topics are going to be very interesting starting uh, – yeah, I, I don't think you're selling it the right way. We're not going to be talking about leather pants. Well, who knows? We we oh. might, but but that's not hey. what the show is about. We're not talking about leather pants. Oh, what about if uh, men should wear uh, underwear under their kilts? Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> the kilts in general. I feel like you know who knows. Any anything anything could happen. Anything could happen oh. on guys in shorts. All right, I'm stuff. Jeff Wilson. That is Darren Basa. Go Rams. Whose house? Rams, Rams house. house.